0: Does pulsed electromagnetic field therapy spark your interest? Would you like to have the ability to uplevel your subconscious and protect yourself from EMFs? Are you open to trying some new breathing techniques? Would you like to become more inspired by nature? In today's episode on Root Awakening, a health podcast, we are talking with Alejandro Carmona. Alejandro is a conscious lyricist and music producer who holds a bachelor's of science degree in music production from Full Sail University. His sole purpose is to inspire and empower humans to escape the linear aspects of our society and take control of their God-given destiny. Alejandro also works with Pulsed Electromagnetic Field Therapy, or PEMF. And he tells us about the PEMF devices he stands behind and how fucking cool they are. They are literally made of crystals. It's fascinating to hear how he describes these devices. And Alejandro tells us about how PEMF can reset our bodies, balance out physical discomfort, and awaken our spirituality. Alejandro also tells us about how the electromagnetic waves of PEMF can power other parts of society and why PEMF has been suppressed and hidden in our society. Alejandro is also going to tell us more about how nature inspires his lyrics and how we can also develop a deeper inspirational relationship with nature. Alejandro shares some of his most recent lyric verses that he has in the works. They're beautiful. I'm so excited for you to hear them. He also tells us how to be more observant in nature, how to meditate on nature, how to be more present in nature and how we can learn more and become more inspired from nature and use this inspiration to make our lives better and channel this inspiration in our work and in our relationships. Alejandro tells us about some breathing techniques to stay present throughout our days, and he tells us about how to calm down erratic ego responses, and he tells us what he thinks the secret of life is. There is so much wisdom to soak up in this episode that Alejandro just casually shares with us. Everything that comes out of his mouth in this episode can be applied to our lives to make our lives better. So it's a super profound episode with Alejandro Carmona. Let's get into it. This is Root Awakening Health Podcast. My name is Emily Kosick. I am the CEO of Root Awakening and an intuitive health coach, and I help you discover your psychic gifts and become more intimate with yourself along the way. You can follow me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. Root is spelled R-O-O-T. Say hi. Tell me what you think about this episode. I am always happy to connect with you. And I serve my clients through intuitive body readings and one-to-one spiritual coaching. My intuitive body readings are one-to-one sessions over Zoom, where I use my third eye to read your body and will listen to what the universe or source or God or spirit wants me to communicate about where stagnant energy and trauma is living in your body and what you can do in order to heal it and manifest what you want into your life i help my one-to-one clients discover and strengthen their own divine and psychic gifts strengthen their intuition live through their soul and within that process my clients also build more intimacy with themselves and their relationships you can book 30 minute or 60 minute readings with me Head to the link in my bio on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening to book a reading. And if you are interested in one-to-one coaching, message me on Instagram or Facebook. My name on Facebook is mem C-I-O-S-E-K. Okay, let's get into this episode with Alejandro Carmona, conscious lyricist and music producer. Folks, this is going to be a good, deep Powerful episode today. Alejandro Carmona is here with me and Alejandro is a conscious lyricist and music producer who holds a bachelor's of science degree in music production from Full Sail University. He has been a Florida resident for over 14 years and his sole purpose is to... And empower humans to escape the linear aspects of our society and take control of their God-given destiny. So fucking powerful. And Alejandro works with pulsed electromagnetic field therapy, or PEMF. So he is going to tell us about what PEMF is and how it can change our vibrations and how it can change our lives in a holistic way. And Alejandro is going to tell us more about how nature inspires his lyrics and how we can also develop a deeper inspirational relationship with nature. And Alejandro overall is just a very special person and very in tune with his relationship to nature and life as a whole. Every sentence that I've heard Alejandro say so far is filled with compassion and wisdom and thoughtfulness and passion and love. It's just There is a special vibration coming from him, and I'm so excited for more people to be introduced to him. He is someone who has this eagle-eyed view on life. It's always important to have people in um, your life that has an eagle-eyed view on things because that wisdom is, thank God, very contagious and important to have in our lives. And he's just really in tune with what's going on. And that energy is special. So Alejandro Carmona, Conscious lyricist and music producer, welcome to Root Awakening, a health podcast.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Emily. I appreciate it. Yeah, so excited to be here.
0: Yay. Yeah, I I think we should just jump in here. You are interested, Alejandro, in like some very interesting topics that are really at the forefront of our consciousness. And I'm excited to learn about what that is. But before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about how you found your way to becoming a conscious lyricist and music producer, first of all?
1: Well, yeah, it's, a, it's a, it was quite of a journey, Emily, quite a journey for me. It all started since I remember since I was a kid back when I was maybe four or five years old. I was always begging my mom and my dad, piano, and he's like, I need a piano, I need a piano, you know, and they, they got me the piano. There were, there were parents that, they always supported me in my journey, and I was just inspired. I was, I was born in the 80s, so I was born in 82, so I was still able to, to get that nice, let's say, where music was still music, you know, just to put it that way. <laughs> You know, lyrics were just more inspiring. Musicality was through the roof. You know, I was able to live in in a time where people were making music to evoke emotion. I think that music, in that sense, is supposed to evoke an emotion. If it's not evoking an emotion, it's not doing its purpose, not fulfilling its purpose. So I was drawn into uh, the likes of Michael Jackson back when he started. And, and I was always intrigued. I was always a guy who... I always listen to the subtle details of everything, you know, the intrinsic details. Why does a melody sound the way it does? Why does a harmony sound the way it does? And I was just, I was like, man, that sounds good. What is it about that melody that just makes my body move? And I used to dance in front of the the speakers all the time and I was very small you know. I didn't know what what a melody was. I just know I felt good inside. So Mm. it's just the vibration, I guess. Let's put it that way, you know, music does that. It has a vibrating frequency that makes us want to move our our muscular system and or you know and everything like that so that's how I got into it and from there I you know like every human being they start to get programmed with everyday life you know go to school you have to get a degree or or you have to get a nine to five job and so forth and so forth so I noticed that when I was in my teenage years, you know, there was something that was driving me, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't know my purpose back then. I was just following, you know, my parents and following what they said. It was best for me. So, back when I was 17, I joined the US Navy. I was in the military. So, I got exposed to a different world, different scenario. And I was there from 2001 to 2005. So, right in the midst of the 9 11 attack, I was, I was uh, deployed to uh, the Persian Gulf. So I was able to experience a lot of that area. And I didn't know what was going on. It just didn't make sense to me. I thought something was off. I just didn't know what it was, you know. And I stayed quiet because it was not in my best interest to make any, you get, get in conflict, especially in the military. You know, you just do what you say you're supposed to do. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And, and you just got to go with it. But. Thank God I was I was there because I wanted to fulfill my, my music destiny. So I said, if I go through the military, I could get my education in music and, and and try to do something with that because they do help with the education there. So I was like, this will be my my path to do so. So yeah, it's, it was things that were off. I didn't agree with everything they did, you know, especially with how things were going with the wars and everything. And and yeah, it's just something ignited ignited inside of me that want me to do something like with a higher purpose, to be honest. And yeah, I got out of the military. And when I got out of the military, I landed in Florida, in Miami, Florida. And then I started on a path where I was doing stuff that because I was an aviation mechanic in the military. So I had a mechanical background and I started working with an aviation airline, working with mechanics. And then I was a car mechanic. So I did so many things. I mean, I was very, yeah, I guess my, my specialties were like very, I mean, there was a, a mix of everything, to, to say the least. So worked in warehouses as a production, you know, working in, in Staples, working at Amazon. And it was just felt like I was in prison all the time. I was just like not being true to myself. And the the year for me that really changed everything it was the year of 2011. 2011. I don't know what it was but I was like okay I got to get back to music because I'm veering off my destiny I'm not being true to myself and I remember sitting I was working at a at a car dealership I was actually in an internet marketing area so I was in front of a computer the whole time looking at a screen sending emails you know I was not having physical contact with people I was just sitting at a cubicle and I don't know what happened and <laughs> this is crazy but I went to the bathroom that day and for me, I don't know, it might sound weird, but like when I'm going to the bathroom, doing my thing, sometimes I'll, I'll find inspiration because it, it, you know, when you're at a traffic light and you're like in a red light, mm-hmm. I started to think about life. I started to think about something because that, that moment I'm not in the, the same frequency, you know, I'm kind of still. Mm-hmm. And I remember just sitting in the toilet, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then some lyrics came to me, to my mind. And after I got it, I was like, I got to write this down. And I wrote a poem, like a seven-line seven, uh, seven line poem that I don't know where it came from. and mm. just ignited. And it was like, oh, my God, this what, where the hell did this come from? Yeah. And then I started looking at schools for music. And to kid you not, the next week, I, I was already enrolled in school for music. Wow. The next week, everything just lined up. I didn't need any, whatever, like loans that I needed or everything, everything was just getting approved left and right, it's like, yeah, you got everything you need to get into the school. It was a very hard school to get into. Still to this day, I don't know how I got in. And I enrolled and I went through the whole thing. I was just inspired, you know, and everything. And and it started from there. And then I started getting into the spiritual aspect of everything, you know, because music does that. It channels your, your inner creativity. And I started looking into Bob Proctor. That was one of my first mentors Mm -hmm. that I had. And I started reading about, well, before I went into Bob Proctor, I read about The Secret, which a lot of people knew about The Secret. And it, it kind of gave us an idea what the law of attraction was, but I felt like it didn't explain everything. So I needed more answers. So I looked into Bob Proctor and Bob Proctor was one of the people that was in the movie. So I signed up for a seminar back in uh, 2014, I believe it was. And I went and met him in, in Scottsdale, Arizona. And that was the first time I, I, I experienced Arizona. I remember when I landed there, it was on, the, on a Friday. The seminar was from Saturday to Monday. So I was like, as soon as I landed in Scottsdale, in Phoenix, I drove to Scottsdale. And as like, I got to go to Sedona. So I drove like two hours to Sedona. And I, I spent like about six hours over there. And I was like, oh, my God, I even stopped in the middle of the road because I saw those red vortex mountains. And I got to stop and I got to take a picture. Mm-hmm. And that's when everything for me shifted. My whole perspective, you know, I was like, I'm in a different world. And this is like Mars on Earth. It looked like Mars, oh. literally. It's like, yeah, it's just, out, you know, otherworldly experience for me. So. And when I was at the seminar, I just met so many people that were like in tune, that were in the same vibration that I was, because every, everybody there was looking for the same thing. They were looking for, for I guess, you know, they were looking to better themselves, to mm-hmm. find a better version of themselves. They felt like, you know, they had enough of just the status quo, you know, mm-hmm. they wanted to, to follow their passions, they wanted to do something, fulfill a purpose, you know, whatever it was. and. And this, the energy in the room was just so strong. You know, everybody sort of smiles in their face. And I was like thinking in that moment, it's like, this is life. This is what life is all about, Mm. you know? And that's how it all started for me from there.
0: So cool. Oh, I relate so much to what you just said, Alejandro. Like, I relate so much to it. And it's very funny because my realization about, how important it is to be near and in the energy of people who just want to do something different and or people who just want to do what they like doing and or people who are looking for a bigger purpose. It's, I realized that it was so, so important for me to be in the energy of folks like this. Also in Scottsdale, Arizona because I just, <laughs> you know, I just took a trip out there a couple of weeks ago and also yeah. went to Sedona and I, I was on a business retreat, Latisse Hudson's business retreat. And um, I realized just how important that was around to be around folks that are just looking for something fulfilling in their lives and, and different than the status quo, like you say. So very interesting that Arizona we had in a way, a similar relationship, a similar experience in Arizona, but it is just so special. And it's such a good testament to like, sometimes we can benefit so much by just switching up our environment, even for a couple of days and like meeting different types of people and seeing what they have to offer to the table and reminding ourselves that our immediate environment isn't what the entire world looks like, right? There's so much inspiration to be found in new experiences. So now I'm wondering, how do you apply, like where are you at in your career as a conscious lyricist and music producer? Like how do you, how have you applied this, this experience that led up to this career to your present moment?
1: Well, yeah, I've, I've taken a lot of concepts of, of the law of attraction. And what I learned at that seminar, it was, it was a seminar called Think and Grow Rich Seminar, mm. which was based on by Napoleon Hill. So Napoleon Hill, he had a lot of, he was very wise. He took a lot of, of their experience that he got from Dale Carnegie, which was one of the richest man back then. Henry Ford, which is the creator of Ford Motor Companies and everything like that. So he grabbed like masterminds of people like Dale Carnegie. He, he made how to influence people, how to win friends and influence people. And he got all these amazing minds together and just wrote an account. He did like a, like almost like a podcast, like the equivalent of a podcast. But back then, it was face-to-face interviews. Mm. So he got all of that information and made a book out of it. And one of the things that was missing out of the secret was that people couldn't apply the law of attraction, was that the law of attraction is based on the law of vibration. So the law of vibration states that nothing's at rest. Everything's in constant movement nothing can rest. Everything has to be in a continuous flow. Mm -hmm. It's just the way nature works, it's the way the universe works, or else everything will perish, you know. And it applies to our our lives in a way that that if we're stuck, if we're not growing, or if we're not evolving, we're dying. Mm -hmm. And that's my interpretation of how I see things. Because if you take water, for example, that's why a river, you see the flow of a river, the flow of a current, the spring water is always so so pure so natural because it's always flowing but if you take that same water and you, if you leave it stagnant it'll, it'll you know it'll it will it will it'll start to rot and that's the way everything works and, it, and it's the same for human beings that's why that's why they say that why does time fly so fast when we're having fun mm. or we're in we're in the zone is because we're in flow Mm -hmm. And when we hate life and when we hate our jobs times to feel like time feels like it's taking forever. Like, oh, what's the time to get off of work? But that's because we're not flowing. And we're remaining stagnant. So for me, when I apply that, it just feels like when I apply the law of vibration and all these concepts, I feel like I'm more in tune with myself. And when I'm in tune with myself, I don't force anything. And then lyrics just start to flow my creativity goes off through the roof and I started to align with people and with situations and atmospheres that are more aligned with what I, what I'm thinking or what I'm trying to, to attract into my life. And one thing I don't know who said is a very uh, good quote. And I love it is your tribe equals your vibe. So it says everything about who you are and you know they tell me who you who you're with and I'll tell you who you are so it's it's it applies completely so that's how i've been applying that and and right now in my career i'm doing everything freelance you know i'm trying to, to do things on my own i don't believe in in uh, big corporations i don't believe in i'm not saying that is bad you know there's a time and place for everything but i have to be true to myself and i, f- I feel like for me the path was to do my own thing. So I'm trying to, to create lyrics in the very near future. I'm trying to, to see how I can mesh music and lyrics to, to actually provide a profound experience for, for the audience. Something that will really vibrate with them on an the internal level, on a spiritual level. Because I'm trying to, to help inspire people to be the best versions of them, you know? Just to be able to ignite them in a very, very powerful way. And if I could do that and help them, I mean, I've done my job. So for me, it's all about leaving a legacy. You know, if somebody told me or if I die tomorrow, I want people to remember that who Alejandro was. You know, oh, I don't know what he did, but say, OK, Alejandro, you know, he, he inspired me or whatever. or He inspired me to do something. It's not about monetary gains. I'm not I'm not moved by that or it doesn't it's not my purpose. It's just more to. To really help people understand what their purpose is, you know, that they have an inner power that, that's just dormant, you know, I feel like everybody has that There, there's a lot of sleeping lines out there, you know, and just need to be woken up. And that's how I feel, you know,
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I love it. And that's why that's why they're conscious lyrics. Right. That's why you say you're a conscious lyricist and music producer, not a regular lyricist and music producer. Right. Because it's deeper. You want to make a deeper change and a significant, meaningful mark on this earth. Is that right?
1: Exactly. That's exactly right.
0: Yeah, totally. Can you tell me about I'm so curious now that we're kind of talking about your path and your relationship to all of this. You went to school for like the science of music like a bachelor's of science degree in music production can you just explain to us a little bit about what that means because i know for me i'm like that sounds fucking fascinating but i don't really know like what, what's it, some examples of like the science of music like what are some concepts that you studied
1: yeah it's funny because they're they're in, in bachelor's degree there's like different types i think they have a bachelor's of science but in my in my aspect i didn't see really what the science was behind it it didn't make sense but one thing that they taught me is not only music, they even show you how to professionally communicate. Mm-hmm. And I think that has a science to it. Mm-hmm. I think being a, commu- a good communicator, there is a science to it because you can have the knowledge, but be able to, to evoke or be able to have your message resonate, it's a totally different story. Because I, I've had professors in the past, they have a lot of knowledge, for some reason, their knowledge didn't stick with me. Mm-hmm. So that's a gift in a way, but it could be cultivated, and it is a science. So I, I was I was learning about professional communication, and we did a lot of discussions where we we talked about how music how music came to be for me, why I started with music, and a lot of open discussions. And I had to write a lot, so I wrote a lot in doing music. I did English uh, composition, so they showed us how to write good you know good uh, essays and everything like that so that helped me a lot and it's it actually helped me to discover another side of me that i didn't know and i remember a teacher telling me he's like man you're, you're a pretty good writer it's like really i didn't know <laughs> so I like, yeah, because i always write from the heart you know i try to write in a way that's you know it's it makes sense to people i don't want to be too scientific or too logical but I try to write in layman's terms that it could really help people understand my point of view and uh, I helped discover their point of view as well. But, but yeah, it was a lot of interesting things. A lot of uh, communication, professional communication. We, we learned about uh, how to create good melodies, a lot of songwriting. So my, one of my favorite topics was songwriting. So how to write lyrics, how to write emotional lyrics, you know, kind of like storytelling. So how to be a good storyteller. So that helped me a lot. But I never thought that I was gonna actually embark on a path of spirituality in the way I, I do now and be so into the holistic side of, of things. So a lot of my lyrics tend to gravitate towards those areas right now.
0: Yeah, totally. And now I'm gonna totally put you on the spot because I didn't think to ask this before we started recording, but now I'm like, can we hear one of your poems or one of your, like some of your lyrics? I know that you post a lot of them online. So do you have that you'd like to hear?
1: Yeah, let's let's see. I I posted one and I called it, it's it's in the works right now, which I'm trying to make a song out of it. Mm -hmm. I have two, actually it was two verses that I created. And one of them, it's called Ascension Muse. That's going to be the title Mm -hmm. of the song. It's called Ascension Muse. And it's really inspired by, That, you know, it's kind of finding your inner muse of what really ignites you, like really builds a fire right in your rear end. It makes Mm -hmm. you want to go in the morning. So that's what it's all about. So one of the lyrics, you ready for it? Yeah. So ready. (laughs) Perfect. So it's conscious creator, illuminating motivator, aligning my being, intelligence in me, seeing spiritual elevation, negative consummation into the vortex of transmutation, morphing internally, feels orderly, lights up the fuse as I move in into the Ascension
0: news. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's deep, (laughs) super deep. And I was not expecting you to know that off the top of your head, amazing. I thought you were gonna be like, okay, yeah, let me like try to find something on my phone to read real quick. I was like, yeah, he'll be able to find it in a couple of minutes. You just know it off the top of your head, that's so cool. That's so cool, Alejandro. I love it. And your I shouldn't say lyrics, or I I shouldn't say poem, I should say lyrics. Your lyrics, they're really contemplative. Like when I read them and you post a lot of them on Instagram, when I read them, it's not like something that I read and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I move on. I read it. And then I read it again. And I think about how it applies to my life and then I read it again, and I wonder how it applies to your life. They're very contemplative strings of words that you use. Do you feel that way as well?
1: Yeah, I feel that. You know what's crazy about it? Because when I, when I create these lyrics, I try not to force it too much, and they come, they kind of, they come out very naturally. Mm-hmm. But then when I read it again, my, intentions, my intention is so strong to evoke uh, some type of awakening that it has a double meaning to it. If you you listen to, like when I wrote the first couple of verses, when I say conscious creator, illuminating motivator. So conscious creator, illuminating motivator. It has a double meaning to it, but a very powerful double meaning. Because when I'm saying conscious creator, you could take it as you being a conscious creator or the conscious creator being our source energy. Mm. Right? But source energy is creation. So we embody that. And then illuminating motivator is what inspires me, you know, source energy. And or it could be the sun, for example, it's illuminating, right, illuminating motivator. So I, I make those lyrics in that way, that it could be interpreted very different ways, but it has the same exact purpose at the end. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So true. and It speaks to... Like all of the different meanings or the different outlooks that you could have on the terms, on the words, on the, the uh, concept of conscious creator, it's, it speaks to how everything is everything. You know what I mean? Or we are all one or we are all God. However you want to say that it just, it kind of proves it's another, it's another testament to how we are all the universe and the universe is us. And we are in the universe and the universe is in us, right?
1: Exactly. You're right. You got that.
0: (laughs) I love that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right? And you're very inspired by nature when you create your lyrics, right?
1: Yeah. Very inspired by it. Very inspired because, like, I think in a post that I know you made on Instagram, you were talking about nature. And uh, I remember I said that nature is our best teacher. Mm. And I believe it is because... Nature never seems to mistake in day for night, you know. Day always follows night and so forth. So it has a, a very intelligent it has a pure intelligence, you know, in it. And everything, you know, has a, a flow to it. If you look at a leaf, for example, if you contemplate a like I have a lot of cardinals that sometimes they'll 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 sit right in my backyard. Mm-hmm. And I'll look at a cardinal bird and it's just the red of that bird is like, oh my God, it looks like it got painted by a very amazing sculptor, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just the radiance of those colors. It just amazes me. I mean, I'm a person that I'm observant of nature and and somebody might not like a lot of people that, they're that like, oh, that's kind of, you know, I don't care or or they don't take the time to contemplate. I think contemplating things are, are so powerful because it, it kind of reminds us of the beautiful world that we live in and, and it, mm-hmm. it, it inspires us because everything was created in such a perfect way, mm-hmm. you know you know the animals, uh, the trees, everything. So all of that inspires me you know because we're, we're not separate from it. We're all a part of this ecosystem you know We're rooted we're rooted like you know root awakening mm-hmm. that's why I love your your title of your podcast because that's the basis of everything you know being rooted, being grounded. So that's the reason why I'm inspired by it, and this gives me so much to talk about. I, I've never uh, run out of things when I'm when I'm when I look to nature. If I if I, I don't feel inspired, all I have to do is walk, go to a park, or go in my backyard, look at the sun, and that energy from that sun just inspires me to write. You know, it's just amazing what it does.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and it's interesting that you bring up the sun because I was gonna say, yes, I when you're talking about the cardinal and like how is this color on a bird naturally just on a bird, this beautiful bright red and it has different, different, it moves into a darker red and it moves into a black and it's like, yeah it's like a moving painting, it's crazy. And I exactly. always think about that concept, yeah, with sunsets like how the fuck do we get to look at a pink sky almost every night like if we don't live in a big city but even if we do the sky is pink many evenings and purple and yeah. orange and burnt orange and bluish and like how that's so cool that we get to see that in the fucking sky all exactly. the time how cool exactly I- Oh, my God. Like it's just how are we just like walking around pretending like it's not there And it's it's really like built into our DNA to appreciate sunsets. So I think that's something that we've we've held on to, okay, but like, at, at the same time, I know that when I was living in New York city, like I wouldn't even think about it. Sometimes I'd be like, Oh, I have to like, when I was doing illustration, which is what I did before health coaching, I was just go, go, go all the time. And I wasn't even thinking about the sunsets. And it's like, there's pink in the sky. Like few things (laughs) are more important than the fact that we get to look at that. And that exists, like even for 30 seconds, that's um, just amazing that this is our earth that we live on. And Alejandro, I, I, I really love this concept that I came across at the beginning of this week. Someone sent me a video and I, I listened to it. And part of, part of this video, the concept of we are here on this earth to just be like, why are we here? Why are we human? Why is there bad things in life? Because we're on this earth in the 3D. So we are here in the 3D, and this is like one outlook, right? But we are here in the 3D to just be and like appreciate the nature that we get to be in, and appreciate the fact that the sky is pink sometimes, and appreciate that birds look like that, and that there are birds, and that we get to see animals flying in the sky, and we get to see like we get to like dig in the dirt in our garden and see that there are all these different organisms alive underneath the ground that we walk on. I'm going to cry if I talk about this any longer. And I was calling throughout this, this whole video off and on because I was just, you know, when your soul just knows something like I just know that this is our purpose here. And also to accept the good with the bad and not ex- like, how do I wanna say this? except that there will be good and bad. It's something that I said today in my podcast stories, like in in a sense, we can kind of decide what the bad is gonna be. We can decide if the bad is gonna be controlled by our boss or we can decide if the bad is gonna be like trying to uh, make ends meet when you start your business or something like that. But we are here, you know what I'm saying? Like we're here on this 3D earth to experience the good and the bad and be in the moment and experience the, the like chaotic, perfect, imperfect harmony of the good and the bad. What do you think about this concept?
1: Oh, I I completely concur with you, Emily. I mean, that's the way it is. I always believe of the concept that as above, so below. Mm -hmm. So you know, you got birds and you got all these living beings flying above us. And also below the ground, we have living organisms, we got worms, we have, look at the ocean. I mean, I think like even like, 20% 20% of it's been discovered till this day. I mean, we got so much going on in the ocean we don't even know about. And it's just the way it works, you know, it's just everything's interconnected, everything's not separate. And I think since we, we as humans, when we, we live off a of separation, we live off a of lack. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I learned from the great Dr. Joe Dispenza, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but I follow him a lot. He's a A chiropractor turned into a uh, neural uh, neuroscientist studies epigenetics, quantum Mm -hmm. physics. So he's doing remarkable things just working with energy energy centers, which are the chakra systems. And uh, he talks about separation. You know how we always separate from we separate from the thing we want in life. We're so far off because we're always trying to be matter, trying to trying to change matter. But if we try to change matter from a spiritual aspect, from energetic aspect, getting to that, that goal or that object, whatever it is, is going to take a shorter time span. Because it takes energy to move your body across space and time. Right? So if you're moving something it's going to take a lot longer. So he, he works from the concept of Okay, I need to get a, for example, I need to build up a business based off of, I don't know, maybe uh, sofas or whatever. Well, I got to get this. I got to get that. I got to get all these people. I might have to study business, go to take an economy class or whatever. It's going to take four or five years. So that's the long way to do it. But if we really focus on our intentions and changing our energetic field, because we are energy beings, right? It's gonna take a lot, a lot shorter because we're gonna start broadcasting a field, right, into the, into the quantum or to the ether, whatever you want to call it, and it's gonna broadcast. It's gonna to attract to you the people, the circumstances, that are gonna be aligned with what you want. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to like force anything. And I've been applying that with the meditations. I do a lot of meditations in the morning. I, I really concentrate on on diaphragmatic breathing, breathing from the from the perineum all the way up and bringing that energy up to my head, you know, it's almost like squeezing a straw, like squeezing juice out of a straw, you know, from going downward, upward, that's how energy moves going from, you know, down all the way up, like in a spiral movement. And that just broadcasts an electromagnetic field within the human body. That's very powerful. So, I mean, like you said, as you know, everything has life below us and above us. So, when we're always looking down, you know, we're so stuck to social media. Social media, I'm not saying it's bad, but I think everything in extreme excess or anything that veers that off of, of, of addiction, you know, it's bad because then we're, we're not being aligned. You know, when we're looking always down on our phones and not looking up, that's when we start to miss out on so many things in life. You know, that's how I feel because you know, I see a lot of people sometimes they're even at a dinner table going to a restaurant it's like, and they're, they're not even talking they're just on their phones texting it's like man you can't have a, a, a face-to-face conversation for once to so leave the phone down you know just leave it out you know and everything like that but that's how society's going in the direction they're going they want to make us look like uh, robots you know making us look like this uh, transhumanism uh, movement right now going on which is not very good so we always think that we got to go back to the drawing board we got to go back to the basics how everything was in the beginning you know back when I when I was I mean I don't consider myself very old or very young but back in the 80s I think we didn't have a cell phone Uh, we didn't have none of that stuff I had a Walkman that's Mm -hmm. the or you know cassette tapes I had a VHS I remember using that and I was very happy Mm -hmm. I remember I was thinking about that the last day I was like man I didn't even miss my uh, cell phone back then. I was just as happy as I as I was, just having a Walkman listening to music, and just uh, playing with dirt with my friends. You know, with marbles, we used to play with marbles and and dig up dirt and make little houses out of it. And it was like, wow, this is how it used to be. But we kind of veered off in the wrong direction, and and it unsensitive. How you call it? We're we're not sensible human beings anymore, mm-hmm. and we're not we're not sensible. Like we have to really, there's, I know in uh, Hindu philosophy and in Chinese philosophy, they talk about uh, kind of embracing a feminine and masculine energy, the yin and the yang. So we have to have both those energies, even if you're a man or if you're a woman, the woman, you know, try to embody masculine energy and the feminine energy as well as a man. Doesn't mean you you have to turn on the other side and, and, and act, you know, like, like you know, like you're a woman, but it's it's good to be sensible because it it, it exudes uh, a lot of compassion. Mm. And when you have compassion and empathy for for other human beings, and then you're really doing yourself, uh, you know, service to others. You know, you can only work from a place of love and not a place of hate. You can't love and hate at the same time. You know, there's only one or the other. So that's how we, we're supposed to gravitate towards, you know, and then we, that's, that's the how I feel about it. So yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I love that. Compassion is my word for this year that I keep going back to. I think it's such a deep one. And it keeps it always comes up to me for me when I pull Oracle cards. Compassion is always something that keeps coming up. And I'm like, okay, something to work on here. And I realized a lot that it's, It has so much to do with how we view ourselves. Do we have compassion for ourselves when something doesn't go our way or when we're not in a super high vibe? How do we talk to ourselves? Are we frustrated with ourselves or do we have compassion that we're not going to be perfect at every moment? Right. Or when someone does something that disappoints us, do we try to understand that, it's likely that they're doing their best. Like we can have compassion and set boundaries. We can have compassion and not let people into our lives. Right. So, exactly, exactly. you know, it's such a deep word. I love that word. Do you have any, do you have any suggestions for us? And I love the idea of diaphragmatic breathing. I'm going to research that and do that. I've been doing some women yeah. exercises, but love that. So I would love to hear more about that Alejandro. And like, if you have other tips on how we can help ourselves to kind of keep our heads up more and experience the present moment rather than being you know, addicted to social media.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think one of the most powerful things, and especially with the diaphragmatic breathing, one person you could look towards is Dr. Joe Dispenza. Uh, he has a lot of books, uh, two books that I recommend is the first one is called How to Break the Habit of, Break, of Being Yourself. How mm. to Break the Habit of Being mm. Yourself. And then the other one is called uh, Superhuman, How to Become Superhuman by uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. So I suggest reading first the, the How to Break the Habit of Being Yourself and then go into uh, How to Become Superhuman. And he walks you through all the diaphrag- diaphragmatic breathing exercises that you could do. And it's so simple. I mean, he's like, man, this, even a, a five-year-old kid could do it.
0: So, I mean, it's just
1: simple exercise, simple breathing, because when we breathe, we're conscious of our inner anatomy, you know, or or how everything works, you know, how how our heart works. The heart never stops. It's always pumping blood, whether we like it or not. We're sleeping and it's pumping. It's an intelligence. So when we're conscious means we're conscious of our breathing as well. And that for me has really helped me because I've, I've run into situations, you know, you're in traffic, somebody cuts you off, you want to flip them off and say the F you and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, let me pause for a second. Let me breathe. When I breathe at least three to four times before I say something, before I react, it just changes my whole chemical, let's say my whole chemical demeanor about myself because it's a chemical reaction. You know, that's the body telling you, you need to flip them off. You need to get off the car and just, you know, go full fist and everything like that. But when you do that, you kind of stop. And when we stop reacting to everything in life, and we at least make a pause, and then we kind of okay, let me stop. And always ask me, always always ask myself this question: If I act this way, what are the consequences of me acting this way? If I do this, and if I see that that answer, that internal answer, because it's an innate intelligence that's telling us. And I have that little kind of it's like a pinching something like like it's hitting your heart you know it's something wrong you don't feel good I feel like kind of a pinch like somebody grabbed I don't know like a needle and, and it was just poking inside my heart mm-hmm. I know I have to take a, a different approach to it mm-hmm. so when I make that question and and I feel it's no I stop and I, whatever I wanted to say I don't say it I react in a different way and I I replace that with breathing I'll turn up my music um, in my car, whatever it is, to distract me from that situation. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So that's one of the things that I will suggest people doing. Another thing that it helps me a lot is practicing gratitude. I know it's been uh, a topic that it might be very popular, but sometimes it is forgotten. And I feel Mm -hmm. gratitude is the first thing that... It's so important because it attracts to us a lot of things that we want in life. When you don't have gratitude, it it really, it it feels like it's going to take a lot longer to manifest things. Mm -hmm. So one thing could be like when you wake up, I'm always grateful. Thank you for giving me, you know, be able to give me a new day, for having this life, for able to breathe, for able to, to be able to wake up and see the sunshine to, you know, for this, you know, this roof over my head, this amazing bed that's, you know, it's cozy. And when I do that exercise over and over, I always find something else to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. It just is a, a, a continuous chain reaction. And those those little details is where the secret of life lies. That's how I feel. It's in the subtle things. That's why they say relationships is always the little things that ruin relationships. It's not the whole, you know, the, the 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 let's say the the bigger picture is just the little things, you know. It's just being there, just listening to them, or or being compassionate, showing empathy, of uh, showing that you care. It's little little things, and and it applies to everything that you do, you know. So that's my main things that has helped me, and and I'll suggest people practice, you know, practice gratitude practice being in tune with yourself, being in tune with your breathing, just kind of pause for a second from your busy life. And I wrote a post uh, a day ago and I, and I wrote about uh, of making um, sure that you take a break, you know, kind of pausing for a second and, and just being in tune with your breathing. Just take a pause and contemplate things, be observant, just look at, at the sky for a second. Uh, look at your spouse in the eyes or your friend or your or your or whoever it is, your mother, and just kind of look at them in the eyes. Don't be looking at your phone, you know. And that human connection is so powerful because the eyes, you know, everything in your body em- emits uh, electromagnetic field. That's why you say, Oh, those eyes of that person kind of transmit a lot, you know, and they haven't even said a word yet, but just in their the demeanor and the, the spark in the eyes, it just says so much. That's why I always say that the, the I, I know we went back and forth DMing on Instagram and I told you that the eyes are the, the window towards the soul. Mm-hmm. So when we do, we have that connection towards other people, towards nature, everything around us is going to change for the better. You know, everything started to connect because we're broadcasting the field. It's just like a radio signal, you know? If we don't like the music that's on the radio, what we usually we turn on a different frequency, we turn on a different radio station. So we have the same ability to do the same thing with our lives. We could change our frequency whenever we want. You know, if we don't do it, it's because we chose to, but we're not incapable of doing that. We have the soul power, or you know, source energy gave us this power to tune into a different frequency. We don't like the life we that we're creating, we could always tune it to a different frequency. And then we could shift, we could make that that uh, shift in the right direction always is always in our power.
0: Hmm. So true. We always have the ability to do that. And I, it's been a big topic today. And we've talked about it even before we started recording Alejandro that like, we are we are in control of our lives in a lot we have a lot more control over what happens in our lives than we think. And we could look at that as literally or as metaphorically as possible. But I really, I, the, the phrase that keeps, a couple of phrases keep coming up for me today. And one of them is that we have to take responsibility for our lives. We have to take responsibility for how our lives are going. And Absolutely. once we're able to do that and claim that, that's when we can change it. Do you agree?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You, you nailed it on the head right there. Yeah. And responsibility, it's its, it's such a, a powerful word. I mean, it's, it's, it's just responsibilities. It's not paying your bills or being a good father. It's just, I think, before you could help somebody else or be a good father, you got to be good to yourself. You got to be responsible for your own self. And that comes from from an aspect of self-love. I think self-love has been a word that's been misused, I believe, because we, we self-love has a connotation that it has to be self-pleasure. Mm. Self-pleasure being sexual pleasure. And there's nothing wrong with that because when we get into purity, that's a normal thing to, to discover your own body. That's nothing bad. But self-love also means that we're protecting our energy field we're protecting our surroundings it's going from a place of self-esteem it's not setting boundaries it's healthy boundaries that if that person is being toxic towards us we're not going to keep hanging out with a toxic person if we do keep hanging out with a toxic person or somebody does not that's not serving me well it's doing me a disservice and that's not acting out of self-love that's Mm -hmm. not acting out of uh, self-love so that's very important that people uh, and way people who cultivate that is by protecting their own circle i mean being selective i think being selective is not a bad thing because i mm. a lot of people i consider myself i'm not a hermit by any means or anything like that i love socializing with people but i'm very selective of who i let in my inner circle because mm-hmm. i feel like energy is so sacred it just can't be distributed like you know like 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 you know Anywhere, just leaving your energy with anybody is just not the way it works. It's just it's very important that that we really give that energy away to to people that are in aligned, you know, with what we're looking for, our purpose, and that's very very important, I think. And when we do that, everything changes. You know, you start connecting with like-minded individuals, you start to see opportunities when back then they weren't there because, like I said, your vibe equals your your tribe equals your vibe, and then. It's uh, the universe is, is answering back, you know, he's like, okay, you're broadcasting this signal and that signal it's, it's, it's anywhere, it's everywhere. It's universal. So people that are on the other side of the world could be like, Hey, you know, Emily, I listened to your podcast from over here in England, or I'm here in Australia. And they resonated with you because that's the, that's what you're broadcasting even through words, through the spoken words, through a, bo- a podcast, through a post, and it's you never know who you're gonna touch, so it, that's why when you're in essence with yourself or your being, you're acting out of self-love and taking responsibility. Like you said, it's a, it's a huge one, you know.
0: Totally. Oh, this these topics are so pertinent and timely because. I have been experiencing this and my a lot of my clients have as well, that when your vibration starts to climb and you start to do things that feel really good to you and right to you that change your life in a positive way, they are also things that many people in society have not done at this point. When all that starts to happen, you start to realize pretty fucking quick who should still be in your inner circle and who you do not want in your inner circle. And it starts to feel like, oh my God, I'm meeting a lot of people. I mean, it depends on what your social context is. But like for me, for example, I meet a lot of people or I meet some people from, I don't know, through friends or something who I'm like, Sorry, it's just not the vibe that I want. And it sounds like I say I do kind of say that a lot. And it gets in my head a little bit sometimes because I'm like, damn, I don't want to be like, I don't know, I, I feel a little like choosy, but This is really important to me. And I know how to listen to my soul at this point. And it's telling me, look, you don't have to get along with everybody. So when we really make that decision, like, hey, I get to be selective. I deserve to be selective, just like everybody else on this earth. I deserve to be selective about who I let around me. When you do that, it is going to feel like, and I tell my clients this, I was just telling one of them this today, actually, you're going to start feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm not... I'm not as accepting as I used to be. It's not really about that. It's just you get to decide who comes around you. And when your vibration changes and when you're doing things that a lot of other people aren't doing on earth right now, you're going to realize that when you walk up to just any old person, you might not get. The vibe that you want. And that's okay. And in fact, it's supposed to be like that, because that makes our relationships that we do really get energy off of, and that we do really feel is aligned, that makes those relationships so much more special, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you got that right. I, I believe that 100%. And And it's not because a lot of people might say, okay, you're acting out of a place of arrogance. And it's not being arrogant, because if you have self esteem, it's not being like, you know, you're arrogant because or you're better than me or I feel like I'm on a higher plane than you. No, it's, it's not about that. It's, it's about being, uh, like I said, and I repeat it a lot of times, mm-hmm. just being true to yourself because a lot of the of evolution comes from surrounding yourself by like-minded individuals because I know that we don't get to a place of, of success by ourselves. We didn't come into this. We came to this world, you know, alone, and we leave alone, but while we're in this um, physical plane, we're going to have to experience, whether you like it or not, we're going to have to interact with, we're we're by nature social beings, so with that being said, that's why they made colors, they they made different types of cars, they made different types of houses for different types of tastes, that's why not everybody drives the same vehicle, or, or everybody lives in the same house, we have that that, uh, that gift of choosing you know choosing our own tribe choosing our own energy choosing how we live our lives how we take care of our health so that's being you know having autonomy of our own our own body our own minds and that's nothing bad it's is always good and is always healthy mm-hmm. so that's how I, I feel about that
0: yeah absolutely absolutely we can we can decide what, who we want to be around and what we want our lives to look at, to look like, and everyone else can also decide who they want to be around and what they want their lives to look like. It's not like just some of us get to do that. We all can make that decision for ourselves and strive towards that at least. Right. So yeah. Speaking about vibration, I would love to hear now about the pulsed electromagnetic field therapy that you work with also known as PEMF. Can you tell us about that, Alejandro?
1: Well, yes. Well, PEMF is Pulse Electromagnetic Field Therapy. It's been around for um, centuries, actually. It's been around for decades. I mean, a very long time. It's nothing new. Unfortunately, you know, as you know, things have been suppressed from the public. I'm not going to mention any names or any institutions, but, but it's been suppressed like every other health supplements and, you know, everything that we kind of know that's that's beneficial to us. But it's been around uh, for a long, long time. And what post electromagnetic field therapy, when I kind of explain in layman terms, it's pulsing electric magnetic waves. So it's doing like to two, 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 kind of like pulsing, like literally pulsing. And it, it pulses at a very specific frequency. So frequencies that are anywhere from, two hertz all the way to the 30 hertz 25 hertz or 528 hertz and all these pulsing electromagnetic field therapies are very therapeutic in nature and it actually what it does it massages our cells so we could experience um better oxygen uh, oxygen uh, ah forgot that word better blood flow Right. Yeah. I was thinking wall.
0: too, like, wait, how do you say that? <laughs> Cause I know what word you're talking about, but yeah, sorry. Continue the
1: oxygenation. Yeah. That's yeah. the word. So everything, you know, you have the red blood cells when red blood cells start to stack on top of each other, usually not very good. They have to have some type of separation because that, that's where the nutrients could go and transport themselves through. So when they're stacked together, that's not a very good thing because it leads to a lot of inflammation. So post electric magnetic field therapy will actually tell the red s- blood cells to hey hey guys do some social distancing, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you say, and it kind of separates so all the nutrients could flow through and all the waste could you know could go out through the body in a very efficient manner. So it, it leads to less inflammation in the body, higher states of meditative of bliss. Also, it's going to help in, in a lot of pain, swelling, localized pain, any things that you have in your joints, your bones, because they will target inflammation at the source without any invasive therapy or anything like that. Usually it never even touches the body because it's electromagnetic waves. So Uh, PMF therapy has like over 60 years of of clinical success, over 60 years. And it was actually approved by the FDA back in 1979. Hmm. So it's been a while. So NASA was very interested in this type of technology and actually told Columbia University, they spent about almost over three and a half million dollars in research towards PMF therapy. Mm. And they uh, encouraged Columbia University to do a lot of research into it so they could incorporate it in their space shuttles. Because what was happening is that the astronauts, when you get out of Earth's atmosphere, you, you go away from the natural magnetic field of the Earth. And the natural magnetic field of the Earth is called the Schumann resonance. The Schumann resonance is a specific frequency that's around 7.83 hertz, 7.83. And it goes all the way up to uh, normal ranges up to 15 hertz. So post-electric magnetic field therapy replicates Earth's natural magnetic field. So what happens is these astronauts were going out in space and bone density was going down. So they were losing a lot of bone density because of the gravity. And then they were getting depressed. So NASA said, OK, this PMF technology has been around for so many years and we've been doing the research and everything like that. I want you guys to see how we can incorporate it. and they incorporate it now. They use it in the space shuttles all the time. So now they they're usually, you know, astronauts, when they get back on Earth, they usually their height decreases. I don't know if you know about that, but if they were like five, seven or five, eight, you know, they'll, I think they'll go down a couple inches, maybe like a half an inch or mm-hmm. something in their height because of gravity so it actually maintains their bone density which will not let them you know look shorter when they come back and then they'll feel like higher states of bliss when they're up there so it's been helping a lot but that's how the U.S. actually got introduced to PMF therapy is because of NASA and all the research that went down so but yeah it's a very exciting exciting technology and one of the I'll say the the pioneers behind this was Nikola Tesla and Nikola Tesla back in the 1800s along with another gentleman his name was Hendrik Hertz back in 18 in the 1800s uh, 1888 he discovered something called scalar energy and scalar energy it has a lot to do with post elect- electromagnetic field therapy scalar, en- en- scalar energy, is pretty much an electric magnetic wave, right? So waves, they're always, you know, they're they're called, they have this oscillating effect. So they go up and they go down, almost like peaks, right? So they have a frequency. So frequencies are, are how many waves do you have in a, in a specific point at a at a specific point of time or like the duration. Like if I have five waves or if I have six waves, so that's called frequency. Mm-hmm. And then they have the amplitude, with the amplitude is the, the height of the peak, as you say. Mm-hmm. So how high the peak goes. So they discovered the scalar energy, and um, the first guy that discovered, like I said, it was back in 18 in the 1890s, was uh, Hendrik Hertz. He discovered it called the electric magnetic scalar wave, and then Tesla, Nikola Tesla, discovered the electric scalar wave. So that's when he came out with with the Tesla coil. Mm-hmm. And the Tesla coil is a very, very high voltage device that uses, you know, coils always go in figure eight patterns, like in spiral. Mm-hmm. And he found to make a scalar wave, you will actually wrap wire around the coil in an eight figure shape, like in a figure eight pattern, right? Mm-hmm. And if you put current through that coil, it will induce electrical, ma- electric magnetic wave that's very strong. So he, he, he created this Tesla coil and this Tesla coil you know, it goes from 120 volts and you, you was able to get it to almost a million volts. Mm. So just by making a Tesla call because it, what he was doing, he was stepping up the voltage mm. and this voltage was uh, emanating a very strong electromagnetic field. That was lighting up lamps and it was lighting up incandescent lamps without having to wire it electrically like you will do like we do right now. So what we use today is almost like Neanderthal compared to what he was trying to incorporate, unfortunately, he was uh, in business with a lot of people that that uh, were working with, you know, with coil, with, you know, very contemporary type of electricity. And he said, we got to free the world of this wired electricity. I have a Tesla coil that could be transmit energy wirelessly towards the earth. We don't have to depend on, on fossil fuels or coil or anything like that. So a lot of his, his funding came from, they, I'm sorry, it's going to be J.P. Morgan, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's called J.P. Morgan Chase now, Chase mm-hmm. Bank. And J.P. Morgan was one of the guys who was funding his research. But when he found out that he was trying to go towards wireless electricity, it was not good for his business because he, mm-hmm. he invested a lot of on. On fossil fuels, on coal, and everything, and coal is what a lot of the electricity is based on today, right? Mm. So he's like, no, 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 we're not, we can't do that. We're gonna, I'm gonna lose a lot of business, and, and he took a lot of his funding, and he, he, ended up being poor, you know, without a lot of his yeah. stuff being out, he lost a lot of his. He actually had 22 patents in under his name, uh, Nikola Tesla, mm. for free elect- uh, free wireless energy. He invented AC current as we know it. So. Alternating curves, what we use in our houses today to plug our, our lamps, to plug um, our, our our juice blenders and everything like that, thanks to Nikola Tesla. So a lot of things that we uh, that we enjoy, like x-ray machines, laser and everything like that was because of the Nikola Tesla. So where I'm going with it is that scalar energy, he, he actually was able to really use scalar energy in a way to make uh, a lot of the his inventions and he was actually named the father of scalar energy and he said that scalar energy was the primordial force primordial force in the universe Mm. the primordial force because it's actually within us in our body and our dna if you know dna actually has a spiral has a spiral form to it so it's always going in figure h uh in a figure eight pattern and DNA is able to actually research has shown in quantum physics that it actually produces scalar energy and it's called universal scalar energy. But since we're so disconnected from nature and there's a lot of like pollution in the atmosphere with satellites, you know, all these people and elites are trying to put all these bombarding us with all these satellites and internet and all these cell phone towers. It's actually diminishing the, the the ionosphere. It's called the ionosphere. It's like a very thin blanket uh, in, the, in our atmosphere. It's actually before the atmosphere. It's called ionosphere. And then you have the atmosphere. So all when they put all this smog, electrical smog up there, it doesn't let the, the rays of the sun go in earth and actually helps us to deflect a lot of this pollution. Mm. So one of the things that that does it actually it doesn't help our nervous system to function in, in the proper in the proper way because of that all that electromagnetic radiation mm. so scalar energy deflects that it's kind of our like our bodyguard so post-electric magnetic field therapy actually helps us to activate those areas of our body that's been dormant you know that's kind of been in, in sleep mode for a very long time and it helps the, the process of the body to heal itself. So that's really what post-electric magnetic field therapy is. And the applications, in as far as clinical, clinical applications, they've been using it in, in orthopedic offices, plastic surgeons, actually they use it, uh, especially with uh, breast augmentation in women, after they do their, their, their surgery, especially post, post-surgery. For reducing the inflammation in the area. No way. Yeah. For plastic surgery, you know, people usually, their, their bodies, because when you cut a certain area, well, the first thing that the body tries to do is to, to cause inflammation because a lot of the, the blood cells, white blood cells are, are trying to get there to, to get the debris out, to get the, the infection out. So mm-hmm. inflammation occurs. So they put post-electromagnetic field therapy to reduce the inflammation without any painkillers, or dependency on narcotics so it's a really good thing because it's it does it's in, you know it's not invasive mm-hmm. it, you don't need pills or painkillers or anything like that and it really helps because it does it on a cellular level and there's about 2000 clinical trials till this day on post electromagnetic field therapy that mm-hmm. like i say people don't take my word for it like i don't know i'm not an expert on all these topics but i've done research and I've experienced it on myself to know that it works. I mean, my family, on um, my mother, myself, and it's just amazing because it, it just, it targets the pain. Like I put this thing on and it's like, where did the pain go? Like 20 minutes after I, I've done a, a PMF therapy on, mm-hmm. like say if I'm typing too, for too long or I'm sitting on a desk and my neck is hurting, I apply this device and it's just like, it targets that area in 15 minutes and it's gone. It's just amazing the way it works. Mm. And the reason it, it, the reason it works is because it's based on, on first of all, post electromagnetic field therapy is based off of scalar waves, which is universal energy that exists in the cosmos and everything like that. And it resonates with our own DNA. So if our own body creates that scalar energy, if we introduce a scalar wave device, that's doing the same thing and emulating on the natural magnetic field from the earth, the body will resonate and it will be receptive. So that's why it will activate, you know, the cells, it will start to ignite our, our immune system and it'll help to heal any ailment or anything that, that they might have going on. And for meditative states, it's the same thing. I mean, it helps tremendously to, to induce altered states of meditation way beyond, you know, like, theta and to gamma and everything like that. I found it that it really induces theta and gamma waves a lot easier when I'm using pulse electromagnetic field therapy as well. So it's very, very exciting technology that I feel people really, really need to learn about. I mean, if you look at it, if you go into PubMed, PubMed is like where they all, um publish a lot of the clinical trials. Mm -hmm. And if you put post-electromagnetic field therapy and pubmed.gov, it will show up a lot of stuff that they're using it for, you know, in plastic surgery, even in uh, physical therapists are using it to uh, recover clients from from, uh, ankle injuries. Mm -hmm. My personal experience was uh, a year and a half ago, I sustained an injury at work and I actually fractured my left ankle and there was a uh, it's called a talus it's like a little bone mm-hmm. right in between both ankle joints and they had a fissure in it and thank god i was actually had opportunity to own one of these post-electromagnetic field therapy devices and i decided i was going to, it was a good time to experiment right why not now <laughs> why not now that i'm having an injury so let's see and put it up to the test and i was inducing a f- specific frequencies and what this does is if you could, you could set it at a certain frequency and it will have like ligament frequencies or I have bone frequencies, circulation frequencies. And I was setting one at a specific frequency of 10 Hertz and that was the ligament frequency. And I was putting it, I was strapping that device to my ankle twice a day, like 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I did that for about a good three weeks, four weeks. And my ankle literally that, I think I, I have, I posted in my Instagram account. Everybody could look at it. And it's actually, uh, I posted it there and it, people could see the before and after pictures. It looked like somebody grabbed a purple Sharpie and just colored my ankle. That's how it looked, it looked really inflamed. Very like, I mean, it, it looked nasty. And then after like about a month or so, like, like the information was gone and they took an MRI and they found out there was a fracture. And then I was going through physical therapy because I was, you know, I was taking that. And they told me that I had to do it regardless. And the doctor was like, hmm, you're doing really well with the exercises. I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing what you're doing because you're you're like, you're killing these exercises because they're very physical exercises. Mm-hmm. They're making me do stairs and and they're, they're making me flex my ankle back and forth. And it was very painful the first mm-hmm. week. And then I was doing it with more ease, a lot more faster. And usually they said it could take about two to three months to recover. And I literally, I recovered in in four weeks. Mm. In four weeks, I was already walking. I was already, you know, doing my day-to-day job without any pain. It healed itself completely. and And I really owe it to the pulse electromagnetic field therapy, you know. My mother, for example, sees a massage therapist. And she's constantly using her arms and her legs to and it's very, it's, it's very hard on her extremities. Mm-hmm. And she always puts that, that device in between her hands and she says he always finds relief right after 10 minutes of doing the session. And she's, she's been studying nutrition and, and she has to study a lot of uh, medicine and healthy because she's in that field. And she told me she's never experienced anything outside um, conventional medicine or, or conventional science that could do that kind of thing, you know? Without any painkillers or anything like that. And she's like, wow, I'm a believer in this, you know? And, and since then, I've just been spreading the word about it. You know, I am partnered with a company that makes something. I'm not a creator. So I'm, I'm really making that disclaimer right now. I partnered with a company in Sedona, which is called iPyramids. And the owner of this company is called Jason. So yeah, I'm very grateful for him that he gave me the opportunity to be able to be an ambassador for the company. So I'm an ambassador because I believe that what he's doing is doing good for humanity. And it's helping people to really awaken their, their inner uh, powers in a way that, because I always believe that if you have health, you're in a good place of creating. You're, you'll be at a way, way better place of creating the life that you want. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know, I don't care how much money you have. You have millions of dollars. And you have all this material things and everything like that, but at the end of the day, if you don't have any health, none of that, none of that stuff is even doesn't matter. You know, doesn't matter at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, if we start from that foundation, everything else is just gonna come, you know, it's gonna fall in place, and, and life is gonna be so much better. So, I'm a big believer that if I believe in in, in a product that's gonna do good for humanity, it's worth sharing. You know, I'm doing a disservice if I'm not sharing this technology with, with humankind. So that's how it came to be. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I was introduced to technology back about two years ago, a year and a half ago. I do a lot of research. I look into ways I could, I could better myself. I'm a, a big, big fan of biohacking, mm-hmm. of how I could biohack my own system, my DNA, you know, uh, in a physical level, spiritual level. And when I found this, it was like, man, what the hell is this stuff? So I was like, I was studying it. I got in contact with him. I was like, hey, I got to purchase this, you know? And sometimes you're skeptical because it's it's just very normal. But it's like, if I don't invest in myself, I think, you know, I got nothing to lose, you know? It's mm-hmm. just invest in myself and see what, how everything plays out. And it just, from there, it's just been amazing what I've been experiencing with it and there's a lot of science behind it the reason it's not like out there like 100 percent on cnn or whatever doesn't mean it's not real you know it's mm-hmm. just that it's been suppressed like mm-hmm. a lot of things have been shadow banned you know i guess shadow banned even all the time unfortunately on social media just talking about this stuff mm-hmm. but if i could touch one somebody or or get to somebody res- have them resonate with this and and it, it's always a chain effect i don't i don't care how much i get censored by, by, you know, big tech or whatever it is. So it just, I think it's, it's very important to share this information. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's very exciting. It's a very exciting time to be alive, to be honest. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, so true. So true. So cool to hear about this. And it's true. We don't, we don't, we, it's not all out there in the news. And I, frankly, find that if I do the opposite of what the news says, I'm happier and happier every damn day of my life. So
1: yeah.
0: I don't know, like at this point in my life, I'm like, great, great that it's not on CNN, because that's not what I'm taking advice from anyway, but uh <laughs> It definitely stands to be exposed to more people on earth. That's really what we want. So thank you for telling us about that, Alejandro. And so can we contact you if we want to get one of these devices? Like, how does that work?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm on Instagram. I think that's the best platform to reach me because I'm very active on there. And I have all my links that are are there for people to gain more information. I have my own testimonial on on the Instagram stories, I usually save all my highlights. So I have highlights of, of the device that I've saved saved over the last couple of, of, of years of I've actually experience with the device that people could look of my progression from when I started using it. So I have pictures of how my ankle looked and everything like that until I got better. So people could see my progress and how it evolved from there. And one thing I forgot and, and I, I left out and I apologize is that not all post electromagnetic field, uh, field therapy devices are equal and, and they're all serve the same purpose but they have different forms and shapes. So like a clinical setting will have a mat, like a, they will have a mat that's almost the size of a, a massage table and they'll have these like uh, magnetic, almost like, yeah, magnets inside of them that produce magnetic waves. So that's a, a type of post electromagnetic field therapy device that uh, stimulates the whole body in one sitting but those are very expensive. I mean, we're talking about thousands of dollars upwards in between from like eight to $15,000. So that's not very cost effective for the everyday individual because they're all more of a clinical setting, right? Mm -hmm. But the ones that I I use are called uh, Vortex, post-electromagnetic field therapy devices. And I wish the users could see this or your audience, in the podcast, but I'll show it to you. And this is yes. how it looks like.
0: That's it's very small. Oh, so sick. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, I've seen that on your social media. That's so, so cool. It looks awesome.
1: So, yeah, it's vortex. Why? Because it resembles, it's put in layman's terms, a donut, right? A donut, yeah. right? It's circle in shape and it has a hole in the middle, right? And it's called the Taurus. It's called the iTaurus. That's the name of the product. It's mm-hmm. called Intelligent Taurus, right? Like you have an iPhone, iPod. Mm-hmm. This is called an iTaurus. So there, it, it's shaped that way because it's the most powerful, the most sustainable source of energy that exists on planet Earth mm-hmm. and in the cosmos, right? This or energy of vortex energy is the source of everything, of how everything's created. If you, if you look at a tornado, for example, if you look mm-hmm. at a hurricane, they'll have a vortex shape to it, a spiral effect, mm-hmm. right? That's why, like in Florida, we get a lot of hurricanes all the time, especially right now, we're heading towards a uh, hurricane season. The first thing the meteorologist will tell you is like, be careful with the eye of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. Be careful because the eye is where the most um, concentrated winds are, the most potent force. So... This part in the middle of this donut is called the zero point field, or the apex, the center point. And that's where most of the energy is uh, concentrated. So I will plug in a uh, aux cable at the end of this donut, as you would say, with right here, and it mm-hmm. plugs right at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Like so. And I'll run frequencies on an MP3 player like this, Mm. and it will have everything that I need, like ligament frequencies, all the post electromagnetic frequencies, they're all earth-based. So meaning that they're subtle frequencies, they're very in the upwards of like five Hertz, seven Hertz, 10 Hertz, 20. And it will have the Schumann resonance that I could also play on it. And it will actually, this thing works as a speaker. So if I, I was on to unplug this, the frequency will make a noise on the, um, on the MP3 player. You can't hear it through here because it's very, I don't think I you can hear it, hear it, yeah. but it's very hard. But if I plug it in, this will emanate that sound frequency mm-hmm. and it will turn it into a vibration.
0: That's so cool.
1: Because this has copper wire, as you see, it has copper mm-hmm. wire in a figure eight pattern. Yeah. When you have uh, copper wire, copper wire is, is con- conducive to electricity, right? It conducts electricity, is able to transmit electricity pretty well. So it's wrapped in copper and also it's wrapped in shungite. So this has a shungite base to it and crystal technology. So you have vibrational technology, you have crystal technology, sound therapy, vibrational therapy. And Vortex Energy in a Tesla coil all in one. Mm, And it's very portable because this is like pocket-sized. So like I'm doing my things in my computer, I will have this, like I'll hang it on a lanyard. I have this lanyard that I hook it up to right here. Mm -hmm. I'll just hang it over my head right here, plug it in. I'll do my everyday tasks. And now I'm getting all these frequencies going through my body while I'm working on my, my computer, and at the same time, I'm repelling, I'm harmonizing any 5G or any 4G frequencies from my Wi-Fi router at the same time. Because a mm-hmm. uh, shungite is a, a very powerful crystal or, or stone that absorbs that EMF or electromagnetic frequencies. Are, mm-hmm. There's bad frequencies and there's good frequencies. So it's, it's really cool because, it, you know, crystals are... Are stores of information and they've been around for millions of years mm-hmm. and the, sh- the shamans always believed that if they hung crystals around their neck their en- electromagnetic field will benefit from it they, they knew they were very wise back then that crystals had that power because remember crystals grow right from beneath the earth you know and they keep mm-hmm. finding these amazing crystals like in like in mexico i found one that they, it was almost like the size of this roof. I mean, so high, beautiful, clear Mm. crystals. And they actually store energy or almost like the records of the Kashi records Mm. of of Earth in general is all Mm. stored in the crystals. And they find crystals in the the pyramids of Giza, in all the walls, you know, Mm -hmm. because they they knew that crystals could transmit energy Mm -hmm. and they're very beneficial, so... That's why they incorporate these crystals in this in Taurus. So this has shungite, it has black tourmaline as well, magnetite, which is one of the most powerful uh, magnets on earth, natural magnets. And it has amethyst stone Mm. and it has the vortex sandstone from Sedona. And vortex sandstone is that red sand, Mm -hmm. which is called fulgorite, And Fulgurite is... What actually is the, what is left after a storm, because there's a lot of electrical storms and it hits the the rock or the vortex rock and that converts into a very fine sand and it's called Fulgurite. So it's very powerful and and shamans in Sedona use it in their spiritual practices and everything like that. And then you have calcite or blue, yellow and red calcite, which, so you have the full color spectrum in this post-electromagnetic field therapy device. So it's very cool. So a lot of people could find all that information in my in my bio and in all my posts that I, I, I have on Instagram. So that's the best way that you could find me.
0: Sounds good. Damn, sounds really, really good. Wonderful. And yeah, I'll get all your Instagram linked up in the show notes for everybody. And yeah, so... Everyone can message you if they have questions, right? Are you cool with that?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm very cool with that. Yeah, any questions? Don't don't be afraid. You know, just a DM away. So
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're so. You're so warm in the DMs too, like very, you can feel Alejandro's energy immediately when you just DM him once. So yeah, it's a, it's a connective experience. You make sure of that. My final question for you, Alejandro, before we close today, I ask most of our guests this, what do you think the root of health is? What is the baseline root of health? Wow. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, that's a profound question. Yeah. It's, hmm. The root of health, for me, I think, the, for me, the root of health, I think for me, I'll, I'll be honest, is Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we could be true and align with Mother Nature, I believe that will be the root of health, because usually, if whatever we ingest in our bodies, a lot of it has to come from nature itself. And uh, we could either source it organically or we could source it from our everyday market, Walmart or whatever, and fill with pesticides and and all these nasty chemicals, or we could extract it organically from, you know, how it's it's intended to be. So I think if we really are true to our nature and, and, and literally in the word nature, everything will fall in place. You know, we take care of that root health, which is mother nature. And we align with it organically, you know, with our food that we eat and how we, uh, we appreciate the beauty of it and how much time we spend with it. Everything we just will, you know, all the puzzles will fall in place. You know, it's not going to be puzzling. I think we, we, uh, we think, I think we think that we make things are very complicated, you know, very complicated. It's more simpler than we thought. So. It's just going from that, from the root of of nature, of mother nature. And I think if we do that, we're going to be very empowered and we're going to help to empower the rest of the world as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that going back to basics and that's where we can find everything we need. Like nature has the answers for us, whether they be practical answers, whether they be spiritual answers, nature has information for us to uh, learn and utilize, right?
1: Definitely. Yeah, that's that's crazy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Alejandro Carmona, thank you so much for honoring us with your presence and for sharing space with me. And I am just so happy to have had this conversation with you. I learned so much. I'm like still processing it right now. Thank you for being with us today.
1: Oh, no, thank you. The honor is mine. I really appreciate it. Yeah, for giving me this opportunity. Yeah, very, very blessed. Yeah, we appreciate it.
0: I hope you loved this interview with Alejandro Carmona, conscious lyricist and music producer. I have all of Alejandro's contact information linked in the show notes, as well as information about the PEMF devices that Alejandro recommends. And if you did love this episode, subscribe to this podcast. Please leave a rating and review. It helps us so much. And please share this podcast with your community. Let's spread the word about these important concepts that everyone deserves to learn about, and to become empowered by. If you'd like to book 30-minute or 60-minute readings with me, head to the link in my bio on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening to book a reading. And if you are interested in one-to-one coaching, message me on Instagram or Facebook. My name on Facebook is M mkosik. I am Emily Kosick, intuitive health coach and CEO of Root Awakening. Thanks so much for listening to this interview. Thank you for spreading the word about natural health and spirituality and the fact that psychic gifts are available to all of us. I love you so much. See you on the next episode.